just give everybody a couple of minutes to get in here, I think. I think so, maybe. 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 I don't know. a very fine line friend <laughs> that I'm just my... glad I wasn't wearing my headphones at the time I'd say he's sitting a fine uh, line that, that, that was my I could not think for the life of me of anything actually funny to say so just scream nonsensically that's what the kids like right oh yeah the, I those, like uh, it I, I'm so that random scream, that scream of yours was about as long as our attention span yeah the, the all the random kids will love it you know uh, the, the kind, of, the kind of people who not only used to, but still obsess over Invader Zim in a way that's probably unhealthy. I was going to say, weren't those the people you already didn't hang out with? <laughs> to, honestly, anytime somebody mentions kids now, I don't know if anybody else has seen it, but there's like there's like this little short. And I don't know who it is, who the guy is or what, but it's just some, some guy sitting in his car. And there's like a marching band through the intersection he's trying yeah. to drive through and you he's just like fucking hey, kids hey, you i've got places to be yeah and he just like this is just like how it escalates just from you fucking kids i've got places to be yeah. and he just like loses his mind and it's just the greatest because you don't expect it you just figured someone would be like oh what's going on like actually interested in the event but no he's just like He's like, I fucking ordered my pizza. I'm going to for pickup, so, so I'm not paying for delivery. And you fucking ass clowns are in my way. Yeah, like, uh. I, I feel like the whole generic statement of "I've got places to be" is just anyone cutting in and rushing through rush hour ever. Basically, oh, yeah. yeah. I like it's know. like don't like, worry you know that place us... he's gotta be is probably the mcdonald's he's gonna order like uh, yeah or maybe gonna... he was like me and had to go to a dentist appointment today because that was a thing i did i got fucking cavities filled yeah, so but... my my mouth hurts i mean a lot what do you right do now? when you want to arrive on time you aim for 10 minutes early like yeah no it's, yeah it's that stupid it's 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 legitimate but it's that like that saying I mean, that if you're what is it if you're you're early you're on time and if you're on time you're late yeah i hated that because there's lots of businesses that use that like so uh, for example when i used to work for cp rail the schedule was 12 hour shifts yeah right seven to seven and here's the thing a business cannot schedule you for more than 12-hour shifts. Did you know that? In Alberta, mm -hmm. they cannot. Even if you sign a contract stating that you agree to do greater than 12-hour shifts, they still can't do it. That's interesting. Yeah. Kind of like in, uh, in Alberta overtime. You can't sign an agreement saying you don't get overtime. You get overtime, period. You have to. Anything over 44 hours is overtime and has to be paid. Mm. Yeah, Either, that's how that works. Well, 
according to Alberta labor, that is how that works. According to the law, yes. Yes. Uh, sad, sadly, though, most people will just be what, like, okay. What's that comic yeah. is like, ah, someone's being murdered. No, e sir, you're wrong. That's against the law. People can't do that. Yeah. Uh, but so, to, I guess, pro tip for anyone living in Alberta, unless you're part of a very specific set of uh, f uh, professions, which is like, I think EMS drivers are one of them. Uh, no, like just regular installation drivers and stuff aren't one of them. I don't get overtime, man. I'm telling you right now. I do not because I do not work. I de technically don't work on an hourly schedule. Technically, I don't. Okay. So that's that's why. So I don't get stats and I don't get I don't get overtime. See, that's really weird. But because I don't technically work on it. So if I can if I can finish my entire day by noon, which would realistically never happen. But if I could finish my work day by noon, I get to go home at noon. But if I don't finish my work day till midnight, that is when I work till and that's when I go home. See, and the, that's the thing. I'd have to look it up for like contract or you're not a contract though, are you? I, I'm not a contract. I'm not a contractor or a contract worker, but I'm technically paid as one. So thusly, my schedule is like one. See, it, it it's like way, a I, hybrid I, model. Yeah, between... I'd, I'd have to check up on that, but the I think that what they would be doing in that case would be illegal. It's well, it's not because I'm technically not on an hourly. Like I, I don't, I don't technically, I'm supposedly like I'm set usually for 12 hours a day. But if I can get all my work done before then I get to leave whenever I want. I see. Or I can continue to work. See, cause, and, and here's the thing is I, I've worked for a couple companies before that would try to say that, oh, but you, you know, your salary, you don't get overtime or whatever it is. And normally they're supposed to still offer you time in lieu and things like that. Not like, supposed to have to. Well, you know what I mean <laughs> though, right? Like, yeah. Well, th like have tos and yeah. probably See, don't tos. They, yeah. They, they don't have to do anything for up to 44 hours. Yeah. 44 hours is in a week. Or if you're working, what's called a compressed work week, uh, where it's like usually 12 hour shift work, they do this. So it's uh, it, it's up it's eight hours a day or forty four hours a week, whichever gets you paid more. By the way, that's a thing. Um, and then, uh, or if you work what's called a compressed work week, it's up to uh, an average of forty four hours per week. That's that's uh, throughout your pay period. That's effectively because we don't necessarily work. We don't work like a flat a flat week, yeah. right? We so, just like our But in that case, then what happens is if you do have like five sixteen hour days in a row kind of thing, they they do end up having to pay you out for it. Um but again, I don't know if you fall into one of those like very, it's very specific strange. things. But that's the thing, is I know that there is a, a list of I think ten ish professions and they're the only ones exempt in Alberta. Well, you know what? Uh, Honestly, like... Did you know that engineers get the shit into the stick, by the way? Well... Uh, if, if you're if you're an engineer, you get... You, you aren't protected by law for anything involving overtime, benefits, pay, like anything. But Nothing. why, though? I don't know! Just... If you're an engineer, get fucked, I guess. 
That, that, seem, that seems like a weird rule. <laughs> Just like randomly like, sorry, fuck you. Yeah, like, sorry, people who literally hold the lives of thousands of people in their hands. And uh, sometimes still do a bench. Yeah, uh, you don't get any kind of worker protections later. All I know is, <laughs> all I know is that I want whatever engineer whatever engineer designed this certain staircase in a house I did many moons ago when I was cabinet making should absolutely not get any of those benefits because <laughs> it was actually a death trap. Like take, take like, like super glossy. Well, let's say take super glossy, like, I don't know. Two by fours probably cut down to i don't know like little three foot planks and then stuck in the side of a wall okay just as a staircase now have you ever walked have you ever walked on polished wood with socks before no i haven't yeah and like the next floor was probably If I had to hazard a guess, probably about 20 feet up of these just planks of polished wood with no railing. And the gaps between each plank was probably a good, like, I don't know, six to eight inches. So if you had small feet and say you're carrying down like a big load of laundry or something down those stairs and you're wearing socks, you're done. Huh. Like you're just done. <laughs> like there's just no like. Is they, there so? Is there like, no railing at all? They or? eventually put in a railing, but like the railing is just bolted to these boards that are bolted into the side of the wall, just going up like a floating staircase. Oh, that's good. It looks nice, but functionally terrifying. Like actually terrifying. That somebody was like, that's fine, and put the old John Hancock on there and was like, that's okay. I did just, no, not safe. <laughs> I mean, you could do it properly. That, like, it, Though only the engineer will know for sure. Yeah. That's, and that's why I was kind of like, who signed off so, on this? <laughs> so, and here's the list. Of people who are exempt from overtime, specifically overtime. This has nothing to do with any other benefits. Uh, apparently, managers and supervisors are exempt. That's okay. Uh, yeah. Waged non-family farm and ranch employees. Because yeah, um, professionals. This is where that engineers come in, but it's a uh, uh, agrologists, architects, certified or chartered accountants, chiropractors, dentists, dentists. Engineers, geoscience, geoscientists. Uh, hmm. Yeah, there's, well, there's a huge list. Uh, lawyers. Apparently, information systems professionals are exempt. Eight. I don't know what the difference between a professional. Y- yeah. Because, like, in, in this aspect, when they're talking about, like, these professionals, like a professional engineer, it's a very specific term that they use i wonder and that's the thing lawyers accountants engineers those are all professions so i don't know what an information systems profession would be in this context 
uh, psychologists, veterinarians, and yeah. podiatrists. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, car salesmen. Oh, <laughs> well, fuck them. Apparently, for auto, yeah, for automobiles, trucks, buses, farm machinery, and road construction equipment, heavy-duty equipment, manufactured homes, and residential homes. Huh. Uh, oh, th- this is actually, I think, where you might fall in. Salesperson. Well, you're not a salesperson, though. Technically, uh, no. who solicit orders principally outside the employer's pay- place of business. Nope. Licensed salespersons of real estate and securities. Licensed insurance salespersons. Salespersons who are at least 16 years old and engaged in direct selling, licensed land agents, extra film, extras in film or video production, apparently. Uh, That sort of makes sense. Usually it's just like a, here's your $300 for however many days of work. Counselors or instructors at an educational or recreational camp Mm -hmm. uh, and domestic employees. Uh, I don't know what that what a domestic employee. I think like a family run business. Yeah, and then the I guess I could make sense. The specific industries with different overtime rules. That's what I was talking about, like ambulance, geophysics, irrigation. Ambulance makes sense because they do like yeah. funky shift work. Yeah, Ir- <laughs> irrigation districts. That's a weird one for me. Logging, oil well service servicing, surveying, trucking, field catering or land surveying. Highway and railway construction, nursery industry, road maintenance, taxis, firefighters, and caregivers, specifically home care and residential care. Hmm. <laughs> Everyone it's, else. Yeah, it's very weird just to have like those specifics. And I wonder why, like, why they landed on some of those. Yeah. Because, like, some of them, I guess they make sense, but then some of them you're just like, but why, though? <laughs> and what exactly does that all entail? Like, it, it, it's honestly, it's like most laws where... Uh, so a domestic employee is like maids, butlers, and nannies. <clears throat> oh, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because well, you're basically he, always working at that point. Yeah, because realistically, like, stuff like that, you're just like, yeah, my... Sorry, my butler's off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, yeah. If you have enough to afford a butler, you're probably paying them pretty decently. So they, like, I'd be like, ah, remember that day you wanted a sandwich and I had to work 45 minutes overtime? Like, I, yeah. I feel like that's not a, you're probably, you might have a decent gig making decent money, you know, and, and possibly a mansion. So maybe, <laughs> you know, don't complain about that 45 minutes of pay you didn't get. But, um, but yeah. So that's a thing. Neat. Yeah, the totally exciting podcast where we're talking about fucking the more, labor laws. The more you know. I just want to kill myself right now <laughs> talking about this. Like, uh, Well, we can talk about other stuff. Like, I was going to talk about my servers. Uh, uh, I liked, I like servers. I've been working on my own, as a matter of fact. Yeah. So, you know, um, I, I can talk about servers. Uh, I, I can't actually, talk about being employed right now. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess that's fair. I was talking about the 20 terabytes of storage that I just purchased. That's too many. That's a lot of porn. That is a lot of porn. Like, yeah. like, like a lot. <laughs> or, or to put that in perspective, three full length 4K porn videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not like, not just 4K, but like raw. <laughs> Fucking one uncompressed yeah. horse video. Yeah, <laughs> Com- completely uncompressed. Eight K shot oh. on a fucking red 
one high resolution Mr. Hands yeah. GIF. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, one movie <laughs> shot and stored in the form of a GIF. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so Jacobu says that we should make the I just want to kill myself right now a shirt. T shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Unfurled. I just want to kill myself right now. Yeah. Um, oh lord but yeah so with my uh storage server there i've got right now what is it 12 12 uh, 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 so what uh, type eight. of porn are you keeping on I've all got, of this storage like so uh, i've got no, many porn i i have 18 terabytes on that server right now and you're running out of space. Sans overhead. So that I with overhead is probably closer to like fifteen terabytes ish. What's Christ. taking up three terabytes on your server? What? What overhead. So, that's that's overhead. So like drive overhead. Because it says it's a six terabyte drive. Oh that's but chick, it's actually yeah. like a five point four. Oh, and then right, like, right. And then on top of that, they're all in uh you know uh, configured in an array so that array also adds more overhead so yep. you yep. lose a you lose a per, a fairly sizable yep. percentage fair enough i forgot i don't deal with raids often um but yeah so right now they're <laughs> but the thing is before I, before you go on about your server car's going to be mad cuz we didn't introduce ourselves i i don't even need to read the chat and it's probably in there no if it's not in there i'm tal <laughs> I'm Vox. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well be, because apparently we're the same fucking person. Yeah. Maybe we should just... Yeah. I'm Adam, you're Roland. Let's just switch the alphabet backwards at the same fucking time. Or I'll do it forwards, you do it backwards, and we'll just say it at the same time. And then people know that it's two fucking people. You'll, you'll be a Doland, I'll be Radoom. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> um. Anyway, so, uh, so yeah, with the... And you'll with, be Tox. Yeah. With the, with the server right now, I have Val. something Toxic. like nine point eight terabytes worth of video. That's like okay, like it's so much. He's a data hoarder. <laughs> I know, I, but I you, am. I don't delete things. But you can't like. Do you do you know how much space the podcast takes up? Probably a lot, actually. About seven hundred gigs. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, <laughs> no, but seven. Okay. But 700 gigs out of... Really? 700 <laughs> gigs? Yeah. That's, that's not that surprising. Dude, it's quite a few it's, episodes. It's fucking five uncompressed wave files, two hours long every week. You have a point. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that that makes sense, but, but I just like... Still nothing there... in comparison to probably your porn and or high-def video collection. I, I think my porn collection's only like... Nine or ten gigs somewhere in there. Oh, I thought you were gonna say amateur. Terabytes. Yeah. Um but anyway, fucking uh, uh so I have a lot of data. Uh and I was running out of space a, very rapidly to the point where my San has been throwing alerts at me okay. screaming. So Tal, we, we didn't want to bring this up right now. But this is an intervention. Yeah, <laughs> we think you have a problem. Yeah, we think you have well, a downloading problem. It was well, so and or Orky says use Flack, you dummy. We can't because this is part of the uh, the wave files come from the recording software. It does not encode in Flack. 
Yeah. Um, it, it encodes only in wave. Yeah, because flack is supposed to be pretty Orky, I love you, but right? flack is lossless. Yeah, it's super good compression, right? Not super good. It's perfect compression. Orky, I love you, but shut up your keyboard. <laughs> it's uh, it's Pied Piper. Well, <laughs> it, 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 it's literal. It, it's lossless. You lose no data. So with MP3, you do. You It cuts yeah, MP3 chunks of and data MP4 out. And... To, uh, you know, same thing with JPEG. Right when it compresses, you lose bits of data, you lose fidelity. So with the uh, recording software we use, it records in wave. And FLAC is basically take a wave file and zip it. Uh, that's a FLAC file. And then it's just like ta-da. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, on that note, is do we know of any software that records in FLAC? I don't know of a single one. I I honestly have not heard of a single. No. I, I recording software that does flack. I do not know of one. Because that'd be intense. I mean, maybe if I bought Bitwig, it might with a plug-in. Okay, well, it maybe. seems like Orky wants to get it for us. So yeah. when, once he purchases a license, we'll yeah. get on that. Orky, when you buy us some software that records in flack, we'll use it. Um. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Moral of the story, I have a fuckload of data. Moral of the story is you should clean out and, your recycle bin and my NAS, or use it. My NAS has been screaming at me, your drives are 90% full. When running ZFS, we highly recommend not going over 80% usage. And uh, That's fair, because the hard drives are like, Jesus Christ. Well, <laughs> not only that, it's like, if it needs to do a thing, it doesn't have a lot of yeah, wiggle room, space right? to play with. Um, it needs wiggle room space. So, yeah, uh, we're not using fucking audition. Gross. Yeah, your your hard drives are. Um, <laughs> next time. Reaper is. I'm going to guess better. Yeah, I just, and only cost us like fifty bucks. Yeah. Would, wouldn't that be like a sweet like new TLC series? Just like data hoarders. And yeah. It's just like a guy sitting in his computer room being like, "Well, I can't." I can't and, put the information here because it's not enough. So, so here's the thing. While I said I had a theoretical 18, more likely 15 real world terabytes on that server. Windows terabytes. Um, the, the thing is it's organized poorly. So that server has a total theoretical capacity. Uh, eight, uh, 32 terabytes right now. If I configured everything so, in a Stripe array and had zero redundancy and... But but uh, but are those Windows terabytes? Yeah. So what what is Do, it about ZFS that requires you to keep 20% of your disk space free? Uh, just the way it manages your data. So the thing about ZFS is it's a copy on write uh, file system. So basically... When you write, so if I have a Word document and then I make a change to it, instead of deleting the old data and then putting in the changed data, it actually just stores the changes to it and keeps the entirety of the old file. So what that means is oh, yeah, it's yeah. Built, built in snapshotting. I can take a snapshot and then do stuff. And at any time, I, it takes up basically no space. And I can just like, I want to go back now and go back in time. Okay. So it's super <clears throat> handy, uh, but you need some overhead to do that. Also, it manages your drives very directly for things like 
you know, optimum file access location and stuff like that. So you never defrag, never do any of that because mm. it just sort of does it all on its own. On top of that, it has uh, automatic file, uh, like file health check. And um, uh, so basically it's, it's called scrubbing. So basically when I have redundancy, if it, it does a scrub and does a checksum of the entire disk, basically, or like block by block checksumming. And then uh, when it finds a file that's got bit rot or something and the checksum doesn't add up, it goes to the redundancy and then does a checksum. And if that checksum is valid, it actually rewrites the bad data. Mm, cool. So it ensures data integrity. That's cool. Huh. That's and neato. for all of that, you need a bit of space. Way, yeah. <laughs> you need some space so it can move things. You, you and... need It's like a highway and the buffer is the shoulder. Yeah, you know, you need a bit of space for it to wiggle things around. But anyway, so in there right now, there's four six terabyte drives. The problem is they're set up in a RAID 10. So I only have two six terabyte drives worth of space. The problem is that to reorganize that into a more efficient way of doing things would require me to remove all of the data, reorg them, and then put all of the data back. So what you're saying Yay. is I should unplug your hard drive. Well, right now it's just copying things. So right now that hard drive is copying data from the huge folder of videos into that drive over the network because unfortunately uh freenas and freebsd do not support ntfs very well <laughs> so it's currently going to take about four days to oh copy God. all of the data uh at which point i'm going to be popping two more six terabyte drives in and reorganizing all six six terabyte drives that I would then have into a RAID Z2. So I would have uh, 24 terabytes worth of storage in that single array, which will hopefully tide me over for the next approximately. We... So hold on a sec. Our stream is broken. Oh, so it is. Is it legitimately? Oh, yeah. Yep. That's what that error was. Oh. Doo -doo -doo. Doo -doo -doo. Oh. What now? You broke it. Oh, good. Oh, no, what happened? Oh. Well, that's good. Huh. We don't need one of those, right? We can completely do this networkless, correct? Well, which network? Because I'm still online, and I'm using your Wi-Fi. We're back. Weird. Okay. So back. That's uh interesting. Oh, that was weird. We should be back now. Tal's. Custom network bullshit's fucking up. Yeah. Uh, totally, totally your fault. Isn't it always? It's always Tal's fault. That's what I assume. Actually, he should be the goat, because he's constantly, constantly scaping for us. 
but anyway, so yeah, at that point, there should be about 24 terabytes worth of storage in the server available on the one array, and then there will still be a six terabyte, like a little backup array, and I'll still have that eight terabyte drive, which I can then do like a remote backup to. Um, That's too many. Too many bytes. Which that 24 terabyte array should hold me over for about a couple years. You hope. I hope. Until uh, after a couple years, we should start seeing um, uh, ZFS is working on a new feature where actually, because before, say I have a RAID Z2 and I want to add a new disk to it. Mm-hmm. I have to completely delete everything and rebuild the whole array from scratch. You can't just add a disk into a RAID Z2. It's like a RAID 6 or a RAID 5. You can't. You just can't add a new disk to it for some reason. I mean, you'd think that that would be a feature that some of these things would have, but it's not. Uh, but they have found a way to do it, and they're working on it. So in two years-ish, that's a feature I should theoretically have. See, I am per like I only want a file a NAS for shiggles. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm completely fine with my two four terabytes in RAID zero. Sorry, RAID one. Which one's mirrored? One? Maybe. I don't know. I have a backup. Long okay, story so that, short, like that would be RAID one. Yeah, that's fine for me. Yeah. Raid zero is disgusting Raid and shouldn't be used ever. Yeah, but don't ever use it. Never. Um, I want to make all of my data fucking even more volatile. Yeah. What the? F- what is the point of it to, anyway? I want to literally double my risk of losing everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's time to double down. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. For for people who don't know, raid zero being it it turns two device two hard drives. Into one into hard one hard drive. drive, which means that if any one of them fails, you're fucked. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, it stripes it. So if you, it's, if, it's bad for your health. Yeah, when you have a heart attack because you lost all your data. Yeah, that, that if, seems like if, a bad if you if you raid zero your drives, basically you're taking a one terabyte and a one terabyte and turning them both into a two terabyte. But the thing is, it stripes the data across both of them. So you'll, your one file, little bits will be on each drive. Yeah, like so they if you split lose, up the... if you lose one drive, there's half of your file gone. Yeah, so you and don't... you're fucked. You're like, just boned. Yeah, you no longer have the complete file. Yeah, you only so... have bits of files. But I mean, like I, I can't even begin to start making a NAS server without like a horrific amalgamation of old hard drives, <laughs> uh... which could be fun in and of itself, but. No, I'd I'd rather just use the server and host everything on there. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is, I so most people have their computer, um, and that's got some files on it, and then they might have like a a, a removable USB hard drive, and that's got a bunch of stuff on it, like their family photos. And they'll have a different computer with some different files on it. Right. Uh, Or if they're super high tech, they might have like a little NAS, little four terabyte thingy. Like a a Lakai drive that syncs all their bullshit. And they they do that. Or if they're Apple people, they might have like one of those. uh, Like time capsule. Yeah. Time time machine, whatever capsule. 
or uh, whatever the Apple network drivey thingy is that was there for a while. Whatever yeah. overpriced hard drive they sell. That, that's most people. And most people, it's like, oh, I need to get this Word document. So they go to the computer with that Word document on it. I live almost entirely off of my network storage. My computers have very little on them. There isn't a lot. So when I access my files, I'm 99% of the time accessing them over the network. My NAS is literally my main storage array. I yeah, have I'll, central see, my, storage in my house. My intent is that I would like to set up an Active Directory server, be able to log into my computers that way, have shared storage, and like have it all managed. Yeah. But I'm... Nowhere close to that right now. <laughs> I'm I'm currently trying to get uh, Mac OS X on my server at the moment so that I can dick around with whatever Mac's shit. Yeah. Well, I, just, I mean, if you want it, I was thinking about doing up like a Kerberos or something, which is basically just AD for Linux. But anyway. Kerberos. I'll have to look at that. Yeah. Um, Kerberos. Yep. Kerberos. I hardly knew Eros. Boom. I see. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah. I, I don't fucking know. I just bought a fuckload of hard drives. This is the moral of the story. Moral of the story is? Look. I increased my utility bill like $50 a month by <laughs> even turning my server on. <laughs> really? Uh, not that bad, but uh, I actually did buy a power meter so that I could check. In 24 hours, I had it on for about an hour, and it's or not an hour, like four hours. It's used a kilowatt of power. Oh, something like that. Yeah, that that server it, down it's an, there. It's a DL three eighty G six like HP server. Oh, it's like actual proper data center stuff. Those things aren't built for efficiency. No, uh, uh, <laughs> which is why not... I turn it off when I'm done with it. Yeah, that, that my storage server actually it is rather efficient actually. Uh, it, it, it but, like it actually turns off the drives and stuff when they're not in use and all that kind of. But shit, I mean, so. that being said, having an actual enterprise server for your server setup is nice. So all the hard, well, not all, but a lot of the hardware in there is actually it's enterprise grade. It's ECC RAM, Xeon chip, LSI controller, the whole shebang. So, um, many things. Yeah. Many, many things. So you have a lot of space for porn as well. I, I have a lot of space. That's that. That's that's what I'm getting out of this. Well, and the, the whole idea, again, is that I only have one storage thing. Like, my computer, my laptop, I think, only has, like, a 100-gig hard drive in it. Probably not very much. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, my computers, like, my main desktop, the big behemoth, the thing I do all of my everything on has a one-terabyte hard drive. That's it. That's all that's in it. I think that's all that's on mine too. Yeah, yeah. I've got a, I've got a, or I've got a one terabyte. Um, and and of that, I think uh, one terabyte is free. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Actually, the the one thing I do want to complete with my server setup is to get a full call manager solution running in my house. But why? Because I want to. But why? Why? Because he wants it. Just, okay. You want me to start nitpicking and asking why you do the shit you do? I just explained why I do central oh, sure. storage. But I mean, like, it, 
for the pursuit of knowledge. I mean, why else? I guess. I, like, it, it's something that I did for two and a half years. I kind of don't want to lose it. But then you have to have a landline. No, I don't. I I just, I, one, I can have it operate internally. I don't have to have shit. And you can uh, technically use um, VoIP anyways. And I can buy my own SIP service for, like, a fraction of the cost of an actual landline and use that to contact the outside world. I guess. I, I don't have to actually subscribe to anyone outside of getting, like, a SIP trunk. I actually, the other day I found out that my new phone, uh, the V30, that I still can't use, by the way, uh, LG now at this point, by the way, they're even refusing to refund the fucking repair charge. Well, because they just want you to send it in for another repair, don't they? Yeah, is that what? They, so that's what they're pushing right now. Is just like no, that, that's literally the only thing. That yeah, doing. send it in and we'll fix send it. Send it in we're not or giving else. You anything else, kind of thing. Yeah, and I was like, you guys are bullshit. Well, the or else is just it doesn't get fixed. Yeah. That's, which so, is which is lame, but I mean, yeah, they're basically holding my phone hostage. I, <laughs> I fucking hate it. It's it's pretty brutal guerrilla tactics, especially yeah. especially when you know, like I mean, you have legitimate reason for being upset, and it's it. I don't know. It's gone on a little long, and I think normally, I don't know. It, it's sort of a weird thing because a lot of the times, a lot of those companies are usually fairly malleable in that way where like you know if somebody's really really that dissatisfied is like a bad review is yeah it's detrimental oh. to a company's health and a lot of them will well, usually hey, go the extra mile they tell uh speaking of side projects uh jacob is asking if you've installed your car alarm yet uh no that got put on hold because it was fucking cold outside <laughs> It, it is very yeah i wouldn't be <laughs> working outside on a car cold. yeah i'm I'm uh, not I'm, unfortunately my garage doesn't have a heater and i'm not working on my car in the fucking negative you, how long it, how long have on. you had that particular kit because you were showing it to us in the uh the apartment yeah it's been a it's been about probably a couple two of years, years yeah that i've had it i mean whatever. or no a year and a half because okay. I, I bought it the previous, uh, it, it was either like one of those like Black Friday or um, oh yeah Boxing yeah yeah Day type sales yeah 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 so yeah it was just how was your how was your project car coming along like anything I finally got the tail lights mounted nice so that's a thing that's been that's been a long time coming that's... well the the thing is the reason the tail lights weren't mounted wasn't even because it was difficult. It was because I didn't want to fucking do it because the previous, so from the factory, the taillights on Subaru, 2001 Subaru 2.5 RSs and any GC8 Subaru. And I, I think like most JDM vehicles from that era, uh, except for like Mazdas for some reason, don't do this. But instead of having like a rubber gasket or sealer between the headlight and the car right mm -hmm. normally you'd imagine there's like a rubber yeah. ring like an o-ring in that clamps and that's where you get your seal no not these cars they use fucking butyl tape between oh, them butyl tape you know that black tar shit that you seal windows with that never dries and is always sticky and yeah, fucking gross sucks. yeah that Okay. So I had that shit. 
smeared all over the back of my car. And I'm just like, I need to clean this up. But it is resistant to literally everything because it's fucking butyl rubber. So I had to go through something like it, it took like half a bottle of fucking goo gone and almost an entire roll of fucking paper towel, like shop blue shop towel, paper towels and these plastic scraper things. The way I, the method I found. Uh, that, I was about to mention scrapers, but yeah, even yeah, with like, the method I found that works best is I coat the scraper, the plastic scraper, because there's paint under that, and I don't want to fuck up the paint. Plastic scraper, coat it in fucking um, goo gun, uh, gun, which makes it slippery and it doesn't stick, so it can get underneath and like keep going and push it, like actually pry a bunch off without it all getting gooed up. Yeah, and then like pull it back, re-goo gun, and keep oh. fucking and just that, keep that was, doing that. That was basically what I had to do uh, repainting the office. Was with the shitty paint job that happened. We had to except replace goo gun with TSP and metal scrapers for the fucking paint. Scraped off every bit of paint in that room before we could redo it. Oh it was God. agonizing. That's awful. Uh, and the chat is actually saying. Uh, uh, use acetone. Some uh, Orky is saying uh, acetone, and yeah, I am pretty sure that acetone, is, uh, butyl rubber. Oh, I like this suggestion: burn the car to the ground. Yeah. Uh, well, start over. That doesn't seem like a. Uh... Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, yeah. So uh, from this website. But when you have sensitive skin or experience prolonged exposure to acetone, you'll benefit from wearing butyl rubber gloves. Ah, yes. So, so no acetone allowed. Yeah, no, acetone will not do shit. Basically, like I said, the reason they use butyl rubber in automotive applications is... Is because it is the indestructible it's, Yeah, rubber. it's resistant to oil. It's resistant to uh, petroleum-based, uh, most petroleum-based solvents. Clearly it's acetone. resistance <laughs> to, to, like, well, I mean, weather. What the fuck is weather going to do to that shit? I'm pretty sure... Not lots. ...that at the end of the universe, you know, at the inevitable heat, uh, heat death of the universe, all that's going to be left is a fucking lump of butyl rubber floating in nothingness. That's what's that. That is the end of the year. We're being told that we're stupid and wrong. That butyl rubber gloves and the actual butyl substance are different. Well, whatever. Either way, butyl <laughs> tape. I don't know if butyl tape is butyl rubber. I believe we can all agree that it's of the devil. We'll leave the removal yeah, yeah, to other people. It's a bitch to scrape off. Yeah. Let's Even just... on a completely clean surface. Look, guys, the thing about having opinions on the internet is that when yeah. you're wrong, everybody fucking bitches at you. We're doing our best. Uh, yeah. So the, that's so good. Yeah, so the only thing with butyl rubber is even on a... Or not butyl rubber. Sorry, butyl tape... The only thing with butyl tape... Yeah, you fuckwit! Yeah. Jesus! Uh, is that even on a clean surface, trying to get it off is like trying to wipe peanut butter out of a shag carpet. It's just like... Yeah, like it doesn't... It's, it's just, like trying to clean a shag carpet. Yeah, it's just like... It's with, like with wipe... And which like, is why nobody oh. should buy shag carpets ever. Yeah, it's still there. 
and I, like I, I the thing is it, it sticks there so like you coat your thing in fucking whatever you're using Gugon actually worked reasonably well but like it only takes off the top layer and then you got to go again and again so it's like trying to see how many licks it takes to get to the middle of the, the you're, you're just, it's just a giant fucking jawbreaker of a car yeah it like you just gotta keep wiping and wiping until the rag turns inevitably just jet black toss the rag and then keep going yeah it's fucking horrible it's awful stuff like i i did automotives in yeah. high school for for all three years of high school yeah so and you're like, familiar with it yeah like usually about six hours a day i was in the automotive shop for three years <laughs> so i'm well aware of how yeah. awful that shit is to deal with yeah. and then Ooh. so i finally got it all off and then i was like fuck that ever again so i went out and i bought a about a f- eight ten millimeter silicone like silicone pad uh, uh closed cell foam uh with a uh, flat like it, it, so it's closed cell foam but it's flat on either side so it squishes reasonably well and it's silicone so it's pretty resistant to all kinds of shit and i made a gasket out of that and then i went and i got myself uh gasketed washers like rubber gasketed washers yeah and i used the rubber gasketed washers to seal off the the screw holes and then I made the silicone gasket to go around the actual uh, headlight area. And then I put the headlights in with that because I am not fucking with butyl, rub- butyl tape anymore. No, probably. probably. Especially... I, I can't imagine spending all that time getting it off. You would even think about putting it back on again. Yeah. You know, like you'd well, be like, and this there's, is awful. And there's other I'm... adequate solutions yeah. to this. Well, and considering I'm going to have to get the car repainted, which means taking that shit off again. Like... Fuck if I'm putting it back the fuck on. Jesus. Oh, my God. Yeah, anyway, that, not, uh, not okay. that was my experience with fucking butyl tape. Don't don't play with butyl tape, folks. No. Like, have your butyl tape spayed or neutered. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that, that shit is awful. It's actually of the devil. <laughs> like, like, just imagine... Just imagine saran wrap covered in tar, and that's what kind of fucking evil you're dealing yeah. with. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Like, and why I say saran wrap is because, you know how when you use, like, cling film, and it barely, like, it even looks at the other side of the piece of cling film that you ripped off, and you're just like, oh, no, they touched. And then all of a sudden, these two pieces touch, and then it crinkles Oh, no, they're off, fusing. And just like, no, hang on, hang on, we're going to peel this apart. And in peeling it apart, you press two other pieces of it together, and you're just like, fuck! And you, that's why. And imagine that covered in tar, and that's how much fun it is. If, if, if two pieces, like, if one piece of saran wrap even so much as touches, touches itself... Throw it away. Yeah, like there's rip no, a new one. There's no coming back. <laughs> like at least, at least good old reliable tin foil is like. What's that? Yeah, I t- moved. Tin foil doesn't fuck with my emotions. Yeah, <laughs> tin foil's like. What's that? I moved three millimeters in the opposite direction. Everything's still fine. Where saran wrap is just like hit the panic button, get a new piece. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you pull it out. And then you you do the thing where you like you cut it and then you like try to use the airflow to gently like like <laughs> just sort of waft it on to the thing it's supposed to be on. Yeah. Otherwise, because like you and fl- then of course it doesn't stick to your you, Tupperware container. You literally breathe on it wrong, and suddenly it's just like 
and it's just a fucking ball now, and it's that shit's never coming apart. I I I feel I feel as though like I feel as though like hell is basically just your your eternal damnation is just trying to wrap a peanut butter covered basketball in saran wrap <laughs> and scotch tape because scotch tape and duct tape are just as bad because all you do is you just touch and you're just like oh no and you try to pull it to, and then sometimes if the piece folds over and comes around you're like okay and you're trying to get your nail in there to click it. it's not as bad as saran wrap I, but I feel like hell in hell there's just my there's going to be a conveyor belt of peanut butter saran wrap that's already been crumpled <laughs> and your job is to unravel it <laughs> And and hang on, all and then your, throw it in the trash when you're done. And then and then all your all your actual saran wrap you need to wrap things with is in those like fucking blister packs, those impenetrable <laughs> plastic fortresses that cut the shit out of your hands. And the only scissors, scissors, the only scissors that exist are also blister wrapped. Yeah, <laughs> there's those safety scissors with just like the rounded edges for that could barely cut construction paper. With like the anti theft things on them, so that you can't even open them. Uh, fuck me that does sound like hell yeah honestly oh yeah like brutal brutal hell Uh, Uh, so um i don't know we've been rambling for a while does anybody have a thing they wanted to talk about uh i did find a thing yeah unless roland has a thing no i've been busy looking at dogs and Dealing with my financial situation. (laughs) Dealing with... I've been busy shopping. So, well, (laughs) so my parents, my lovely family has been like, Roland, you need a dog. And I was like, okay, will you help me buy the dog? And they just thrust Mm. one upon you? They said yes. So I've I've put in an application for, for a dog. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm hoping they call me back soon. I'm really excited. I hope they don't reject me. Please, God. <laughs> Please let me have a pooch. I want um, a dog. <laughs> that's really awesome. You know what? There is nothing quite like a furry friend, honestly. To huh. I, um, the house is just so quiet. That's when it's just me in there. I think honestly, like that level of companionship is like huge for everyone. Doesn't matter, like young, old, middle aged, whatever. I think that just the companionship of a pet is super, super important. Um, now, the only like I absolutely miss having uh, an act. Like I have a wonderful pet. Don't get me wrong. I love my little scaly yeah, buddy. Your chameleon's great, but he is—he li- is literally the equivalent of keeping a grouchy old man in a terrarium. That is what <laughs> he is. I love him right to death, but he's like stick- more like a grouchy old plant. Stick, <laughs> stick, stick a fucking old man in a terrarium, and like the only whenever you walk by his cage. All he does, there's no, like, excitement. There's no, you know what it is? He's like, he's he, all he does is squints at you, looks at you from the side, won't even give you the decency of looking directly at you, and will just get off my lawn. And that's that's the look he gives you. That's all you get. You don't get anything <laughs> else. Yeah, see, like, like that's why, like, I, I've, granted, yeah, like, the, the chameleon's great, but, like, I've never quite understood these pets that you can't like having fish 
I'm like, why do you want fish? I can't pet a fish. You know what? Fish fish are pretty to look at, and I'll and I'll get that. And fish have a pretty wide range, but like lizards are still pretty cool, and you can still kind of handle so, them. Yeah. So I'm going to suggest we we don't take or Roland not take the chat's advice. Wouldn't because Jacob was setting saying yeah, get a get husky. a husky. No, no, don't get a fucking husky. The, Unless so, you want to dedicate two hours of your fucking life every day to making that thing not tear apart your furniture by running it, running, not walking, running mm -hmm. the fucking thing. Oh, I have no mm -hmm. intentions of getting a husky. Right. The The dog I've been looking at looks like a bit of a collie. Yeah. Like, huskies, don't get me wrong, they're adorable. I love huskies. I would never fucking own one. I don't own yeah, a ranch for it to run on. Yeah. Yeah, you'd need you'd need like and a nor solid... do I want like I don't want multiple dogs, which I would need if I were to get huskies so that they could each keep each other fucking well, occupied. Well the thing is you don't have anyone else at the house right now that could well, that would watch it. No. Yeah. No one it's just me. Yeah, so it'd just be alone in a house for fucking hours a day yeah yeah and that would probably drive it slowly mad like my my mom has offered to watch the dog in like yeah. if i'm out or J something like that Jacob, but Jacob i would saying, never get such a high maintenance dog and jacob was saying that he has a husky and it's not that bad you got lucky <laughs> um you because... also adopted some retarded huskies <laughs> well because I, I like i have cousins with huskies and my aunt was getting ready to fucking murder the thing because it did nothing but tear apart the furniture. And, like, they had kids, right? So And the kids loved the fucking dog. So she could just be like, you got to go play with the dog, go run and shit. And they were little kids at the time, so they were all excited to just go outside and fucking run around for hours, you know. And uh, even then, it was still fucking, like, bored and would rip the shit out of stuff. And, like, it was fucking antsy. Like, it always wanted to fucking go, go, go. It wanted to do shit. Yeah, because they've got, like, boundless levels of energy. Yeah. And, and, like, I'm sure, like, and I've, and I've met some huskies that were, like, somewhat docile as well. Um, but, you know, like, that's the... That's the kind of general, sort of general attitude of the breed, right? Is it's just, they're just have a lot of energy. And, you know, if you, if you have the time to devote to them, I'm sure they're, they're amazing dogs. I mean, well, like. Oh, yeah. And well, that's the thing is, like I said, I love Huskies. I my, do. My current experience with dogs anyway is like I've had one dog. It's a miniature dashing. He barked. He bit people. I hate mini just dogs. wouldn't fucking shut up. I can't deal so with mini dogs. I want to. I want to get a dog that I can yeah. handle, first of all, and well, a dog that I can train so properly. The thing with Huskies is they're kind of like Lamborghinis in a way. See, everyone loves Lamborghinis. Everyone dreams of driving one. Everyone dreams of driving one down the strip, you know, pulling up to the club in one, you know, taking it to the track. You know what people don't dream of? The maintenance Oh, people, yeah, that you, the people, sheer amount of money you I, have people, to, people don't dream of living and dealing with a Lamborghini. I also think Lamborghini. that nobody, nobody dreams about daily driving a Lamborghini. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I was like, like, man, having a Lamborghini would be cool. What? $20,000 brake job? 
no no thanks i'm good yeah like there's there's something about that like oh man i'd love having a lamborghini what's what's that or it's like seven thousand dollar oil change oh yeah no i'm or you're just like a car that only feels satisfying at 150 miles per hour on the straight straight away like you can barely man i'd love a lamborghini what's that i I, every time I drive it, I'm going to get out feeling like I aged 15 years, specifically in the spinal area. <laughs> that's <laughs> honestly, honestly, that's like my favorite thing in the city to see is like, would be like a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. And you're just like, that's a cool car. And then you're like, ha, we're in rush hour traffic. So <laughs> yeah. like, well, you're hey, just like, like, that's the thing. <laughs> Lamborghinis are great. They're beautiful. They're super fun. Unless you have to deal with them on a daily basis, in which and, case the novelty wears off. And and people like that's like, and don't get me wrong, like it is your money to do with whatever yeah. you wish and, to do it with. And, and there are definitely people who are more than willing to put up with all of the other shit that's attached to owning one. And it can be very fulfilling. See, but it's not for everybody. Truth, absolutely. And like, as far as a point against huskies, um, Jacobus ate the carpet. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, apparently that was a fun trip to Doggy ER. Oh, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? But Carpet is loaded with fiber and... <laughs> <laughs> fibers. <Yeah. laughs> and more there fiber. Are, there are many fibers. <laughs> <laughs> many fibers. Uh, uh, that's great. See, it, it's uh, funny, too, because, like... Uh, when it comes to dogs as well, a lot of people assume that like the little dogs are easier to maintain. They're not. Well, they they have they have massive inferiority complexes to make up for their lack of size. Oh, well, it's, it's, huge. it's like the big truck analogy. Well, like, and not only that oh, though, but the little dogs are unfortunately almost always uh, anxiety ridden. Well, they're raised. They're anxiety ridden because they're raised poorly. Because you know, when people see a small dog barking and growling at guests, they're just like, ah, he just does that, right? Just ignore him. Because it's a tiny dog. The fuck's it going to do, right? Whereas if you have a fucking, you know, like if- Alaskan Malamute monster yeah. and it's being aggressive and angry, you're going to shut that shit right the fuck down immediately. Yeah. Right, because well, the if that it, thing decides that it wants to, you know, fuck you up, it's gonna ruin your day. Oh, definitely. Right. Whereas, like, but, you know, a mini Dashin is gonna like, oh no, da- my shoe. Dashins already have like the reputation of being horribly trained dogs, like super protective over like, like everything. very protective, very loud, very like aggressive, and I see this similar trait in like just about all small dogs that they. Like it's like they need to make up for their lack of size by being as aggressive as possible to the largest thing possible. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they definitely try to like. But at the same time, they're giant pussies and only do it when they can't get at them. <laughs> like it, and it never fails. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too is I tell people I'm like, yeah, I want to get a Great Dane, and people are like, Jesus Christ, that's a that's a lot of, do-. and I'm like, look. Ha- no, uh, stop. Like Let's talk docile. about how fucking sulky, like, big Great Danes are. Like, well, and that's the thing. is like, Great Danes, everyone thinks that they're, like, this big... Ha- like, yes, they cost a lot to feed. It's a big animal, right? And they cost a lot 
in general just to have because you need like more of everything. <laughs> yeah, like they're they're not um, they're not small, but they're also like they're couch speed. They're they're effectively like the sloths of the yeah. of the fucking right. uh, canine world. Yeah. Great Danes actually apparently do reasonably well in apartments. Yeah, like because well, they don't I, ever want to go anywhere. No. Like that's the thing, you know. My my uh, I had a cousin. She has a she had a great day. Has had. I'm not sure. I haven't checked in in a few years, but I, I'll never forget the day that I was over there and she's trying to get it to come out for a walk. She's like, "Come on, walk!" And it kind of just like looks up at her from its spot in its like comfy bed, and it's just like, "Bitch, please!" And just like turned away and didn't move. And she's <laughs> like, "No, walk now!" And it's just like it just kind of huffs and then sat there like lumbers no it didn't move she had to walk over put the collar on and like drag him over to the door before he finally like gets up and he's like fine like i guess so and it was like and the thing is is we like she gets outside makes it like a block and then it was already trying to turn around and go back home yeah see that 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 was also one of the most frustrating things about dash was that he didn't fucking like walk more than farther than he could see the house. Oh, really? But if you got him past the house, like to the next block or two, as long as he couldn't see or recognize where he was, he was fine. The second he knew he was coming home, he'll start running. Really? Like he, yeah. It's <laughs> like, oh my god, oh my god. And like, I'm, I'm just like. Why can't you be a normal dog and <laughs> like walks? Like, <laughs> what the hell? It's like like that fucking meme. The why can't you just be normal? Where it's just like screeching like a maniac. <laughs> yeah. uh, honestly, the I, I told you about. I told you guys about the the world's funniest like mix and match dog I saw. No. Yeah, it was a it was a Rottweiler crossed with a Dash Hound, and oh, it was goodness. like it was actually like take a Rottweiler torso. And head and just little dashing legs, like little like like little pet, yeah, like like little cou- like couch feet. Wow. Yeah, like take a full uh, oh, Okay. <laughs> yeah, take take a It's adorable. Yeah. Take- oh no 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 no! Like it was literally like like an actual full sized Rottweiler. Like with, not with even that stubby kind leg. Of- oh my yeah. god! Really? I I have to see if I can find this. Like like think of just putting like those couch pegs. On a Rottweiler, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Now, she was the sweetest dog I've ever met, but I was like, what happened? All I could like, like this? But bigger than that. Like, the torso Jeez. was bigger. Oh, oh my, my God. God. It, was, uh, it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. It, it's actually, it sort of reminds me of uh, or hang on. Uh, Corgis. When you cross oh. Corgis with things. Actually, the, the best subreddit is Incognito. What? Uh, what? It is corgis uh, bred with other dogs. Oh my and god! The thing is, when you do that, you literally just get that dog in the shape of a corgi. That's what happens. So you just get a corgi-shaped husky. Okay, so this looks freakish. Oh it's, god! It, but the different head. Oh that's, god! That's all. But that's basically like I was just like, Whoop. 
What? Yeah. Well, and yeah, it looks so, like this dog is just ripped on roids. In the in the chat, uh, uh, Jacob was like, "Yeah, corgi body, German Shepherd head." And yes, literally, that is what happened. Yeah, that's... you get a fucking a corgi shaped German Shepherd, and it's got like the German Shepherd tail, the German Shepherd head, all of the markings of a German Shepherd, and a little stubby legged corgi loaf body. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> like... it, it's kind of hilarious. Like what a blank slate corgis are for <laughs> other dogs. Because <laughs> like, you, you breed them, and then it just becomes a corgi with different markings. Yeah, well, it's just a corgi in disguise. Yeah. That, that, that's what it looks like. Incognito. Lo- yeah, exactly. They it just looks kind like- of like the, the equivalent of, like, just, like, a blank shell for genetics. Well, like- it, it looks like what would happen in a video game. Like, if there was a dog breeding video game that was kind of shittily be, made yeah, like, and well, basic. Like, it'd be, like, Spore. I was just yeah, about kinda, to say, like, it's fucking know, around in And spore. then you breed a corgi and a German Shepherd, and the game can't really doesn't really know what to do. I want to so see a corgi the, and a great... the head and the tail and attaches it to a corgi body. <laughs> I, I wonder if anyone's done corgi and Great Dane. I d- Oh God! I, I, that, that, I just want to see a corgi body with Great Dane legs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like six feet tall, <laughs> but it's just like this little thing. It's like the daddy long legs yeah. version of a fucking of a fucking uh, dog. Oh, uh, that's so awesome! I just I want to know like. If a corgi is such, like, a blank slate, if you were to just, like, breed a corgi with, like, a fucking tiger, like, if it would just be, like, a striped corgi, like, just a regular, just your average tiger would just be a striped corgi yep. with, like, somewhat feline-ish features. <laughs> like, but it's like, uh... nope, corgi gets 90% of the genetics, and then the other 10% goes to the other, like, It just the goes cross. to the, specifically the head and the tail. Yeah, basically. Fucking, uh... uh... Jacobu in the chat. Corgi or uh, dog breeding video games. Game by furries, by, for furries. No, I'm not talking about fucking. No, not dog breeding. We're, we're not just talking like about a... fucking the dogs. Yeah, just, just well, like I'm not score. talking about the rack or uh, what's that other one? Uh, fuck. I can't remember the name of that other one. There was another game that came out. Or like Neko Jishi, but that's cat fucking. So, cat fucking um, chow chow corgi mix the chorg chorg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Actually, that okay, yeah, like that's that, that's adorable. That's that's pretty that's pretty acceptable. Uh, it's uh, almost like a it's almost like a oh, collie. Actually, so yeah, I really do like the shepherd corgi mix. Yep, it's just a, a corgi shaped German shepherd. I just, I just the a only... Saint Bernard corgi mix. Oh no, it's a mini Bernard. Wow. Oh. It's actually a potato. It's just a like, <laughs> <laughs> It's legitimately a furry potato. Uh, yes. Um, like it can't walk it's where it's got that like yeah. belly rubbing on the Sorry, Amorous is the name of that other one. Um but yeah, anyway, we've been talking about dogs for a long like time. Like crossbreeding. I yeah. I just the the last point I just want to make is that that those the, those certain types of crossbreeding just doesn't sound fun for either oh. party. Here, yeah. Here's the great dorgy. The Great Dorgy. Great, oh, I want great, one. Great Dane mixed with a corgi. I want one so bad. It's it, adorable. It, kinda, it, it kinda is. looks like a sort of like Pitbull-ish a little bit. They like, they have a Pitbull corgi in here as well. A Corgbull. Yeah. Anyway, you said you had a thing, and I, we haven't gotten around to that. Uh, I do have a thing that I want to talk about. So, um, recently, which is, it's kind of interesting, because I, I don't know... 
I don't know how often this happens, but um, e- evidently in, uh, what is it, the city of Ardahan in Turkey. Okay. So they were uh, excavating a site to build, I guess, like a new like a like a new building district over there. Okay. Uh, just one second, Roland. Car is asking you to post. I'm, I'm posting. Okay. <laughs> um, that so they're building a new like they they have a building district going up in this little area, and they were digging, and they found a very ornate coffin. Oh, a coffin. Okay. So, okay. So they found this like super fancy coffin, well, like very old, but like pretty fancy for the time, and. They were like, well, what the fuck is just a random coffin doing here? Just in this random, and it's the only one, only found one in this huge area. And they open it up and it's, it's basic. It's a very, very decomposed body that's wearing a Russian officer's uniform. Ooh. Oh, so and the only thing they can basically the only thing left is it's a very very decomposed skeleton with still a sick russian beard and a uh, and an officer's uniform and they legitimately for a while couldn't figure out why or who or when uh and what they ended up figuring out is that they don't know quite who it is yet they speculated on a few different options, um, but the current one is that it's more than likely belonging to a Russian general named Vasily Gaiman. So he lived between 1823 and 1878, and he was part of the Ottoman-Russian War. Whoa. Hmm. Yeah. So I, evidently, he was just buried here in Turkey. And they're just like, oh, and then so so they just found this random body. So they're they're pretty sure they're pretty sure it's him, but they also have speculations that um it's a bunch of other people. Um, so like I guess it's it's actually causing a huge debate over the identity of this officer. Um, it's basically like yeah, the intact corpse of a czarist Russian officer in northeastern Turkey. Um, what is it? Uh, dispute that the body was a famed Russian general. They're saying that he could have even been a Greek soldier working for the Russians. Um, they even said too, that there's a historian here that they say that it might be one of his like distant relatives of this, Hmm. like somewhat, somewhat well, well well-renowned, uh, um, historian. Like it's, yeah, it's like a huge thing now. And like, I guess I guess they're they're all arguing like um over like who the fuck this guy is and and nobody knows now and now they're like trying to trace like each suspected person back well, to like their lineage and like where they could have been during that time and where like you know I can only hope that one day my body causes this much confusion. <laughs> All right. Well, if you if you buried your coffin in a very unsuspecting spot for people to find hundreds of years later, you just might. Yeah, I'll put it in a place that'll be uh, downtown, some other place. So, and then they'll dig it, and it'll it'll pop out of the ground like the Jumanji game. 
Just wherever you're buried, you're just yeah. like... Just have a Bluetooth speaker with a solar-powered battery that when it's exposed to the sun just starts making noise and shit. <laughs> um, so, uh, so they said that uh, until kind of like whether or not they figure out the identity or not, which they, I guess they're working with the Russian embassy to figure out kind of they're, they're going to do a DNA test and figure out who the fuck this this corpse belongs to um but until then i guess um i guess like turkish laws uh, it says that it is this is considered a relic and it has to go into a museum huh yeah so they're not just which is kind of cool and like if you if you get to see some of the pictures i mean like which are pretty awesome um but you can tell like uh i could even post this in the chat too but this like yeah see how so this is the body that they found. That is a sick beard. It's still like the beard is still intact. Like, like it's pretty, it's doing still pretty good. Yeah. Let me see this. Yeah. Like the body is not doing great, but like how weird do you think that was for like construction workers? Just like digging out this area for like a new building district. And they're just like, um, so there's a dead guy. Could you imagine telling your foreman, like, there is a super old coffin over here. And when you get to see the site that, like, they found the coffin, kind of like the Jumanji game where it was literally just like, there's just a wall of dirt. And then, like, somewhere in the middle, there's just, like, a coffin. And they're just, like, pulled it out of this hole. And they're like, uh, guys? Yeah. So I thought that was kind of a cool little thing. And... Hopefully they figure out well, who the hell it is. Yep. Well, I think I'm going to switch us over to Kara's segment. Let's do it. And then we can read some emails, assuming there are emails. I think there's one. There, uh, There's we'll one email from the form and then one email with an MP3 file. Oh. It's, uh, it's from your favorite person ever. Stay tuned. Your favorite person ever. I don't know. That's a that 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 seems like a tall order. It's from Tal's favorite person. I I'm now I'm curious. Goes by the initials E S. <laughs> ah, the old S. The old easy salamander. The old. I don't know what to call him. How about disturbing? Lay lay a squirrel, a la eternal. Hey, Car, if you're in the chat, uh, since my server's down, it didn't send. You need to put your episode in the uh, unfurled chat. Uh oh. Oh oh. He's probably playing oh. video games. I'm a go for I'm talking on the microphone. I'm a go um, for smoke break. Smoke break. Smoke break. Don't do it. It's a trap. E taco salesman. I don't want e tacos. Yeah, I want actual tacos, not e tacos. Can't be eating no e tacos. I want to eat tacos. Uh, what do we have? Oh, okay. We've got a we got we got two. 
We got we got two. I hope he's still up. Do you wanna? How about this? Do you wanna? While it, while he's while we're waiting, do you wanna read emails? Yeah, we can do that. Oh yeah, I said entertain everyone for another two minutes while he gets it done. Oh okay. How about we do that? Yeah, only got. Okay. I I haven't heard the yeah, MP3, the so we'll listen to it first just to make sure everything's kosher, and then we can play it. Okay, so should I read this one from? Yeah, let's do that. Do it. Okay. Do it. I'm just going to stand. All right. This one is from Jay Ventus. I'm podcasting while standing. I'm going to hold my mic like I've never done before. You know what? That is not the craziest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Nowhere to rely. Um, Dear Unfurled, a rather dark question, but one I have no idea how to handle. Just do you have any advice to helping a long-distance friend? going through an existential crisis after seeing someone die in a three-car accident. I kind of wish I didn't do this voice <laughs> for that, because it was a dark question. But This is a very serious question. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. would like to ask you how one deals with the grief of losing a loved one. Um, so he's unharmed, as he wasn't part of the accident, but he saw everything happen in front of him, and he's rather shaken, and I don't know what to do. Thoughts? Um... Uh, from my personal perspective, I would just say, um, I mean, sometimes some pretty crazy stuff in life happens and, uh, not dealing with it is not the right way to go about it. No. Um, but I think that we've had like kind of a similar, kind of like a similar question, like a similar thing in in a different way. Uh, like can I, can I see for, for something as extreme as watching several people you know die, um, that is not something you can help with. They should probably see a professional. Uh, honestly, like so, they, it's something you really need to. They really need to make sure they have the proper support group in place yeah. for themselves. Well, and so speaking from experience on the existential crisis portion of that question that's some heavy shit that is definitely some heavy shit it's not normal shit i still every once in a while get like little ripples of fucking panic attack coming back from that shit um like i'm more scared of going through it again than than i than anything else kind of like you know like like the fear of dealing with that again is almost greater than having to deal with it in the first place uh, uh at some points um but uh when it comes to that honestly there isn't a whole lot that you can and do. actually um so um, i i can speak a little bit to like it there there was a coworker of mine uh before i got fired that his wife died of a blood clot uh, i think we actually mentioned it on the, the show at one point. Um, they just want to be able to pretend like everything's normal for a bit. Yeah. Um, so aside from, I recommend they do get professional help. Absolutely. Because uh, that's going to be what helps them to parse things out and sort it out and figure it out for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. But you as a friend need to just act normal. Yeah. Be their um, friend. One, and One thing I will say is let don't... them. 
Well, Let them talk to you if they want to. Yeah. Well, the one big thing when it comes to like exist, specifically the existential part of it, because uh, that's very hard to deal with. Um, I will say, don't bring up things like death or you know the end of the world or the try not to just try try not to bring up let them not think about it for a while exactly because because the thing is all that's going to happen when that shit's really fresh in their mind uh, like like because there's a big difference between having an existential crisis and mourning the loss of a loved one and mourning the loss of the love of a loved one is one thing Dealing with an existential crisis or an existential panic is another thing entirely. And existential panic can be very, very easily triggered. I know when I was going through it, it was like watching fucking like five-year-old cartoons was about the most depth I could handle for a while like i was literally sitting in a bed just watching children's cartoons for a while just doing my best not to think about it until the panic had subsided to a point where i could actually start to process it yeah so that's that's one thing uh another thing uh definitely with the psychological help go see a professional there's lots of things that you can talk to the to them about things like you know stoicism was one that kind of helped me uh and also a very large bottle of Xanax to get through to take yeah, the like edge he, off for a little may, while. They may need medication. Yeah. They definitely need professional help. Yeah. Basic, um, basically, they're just, you know, just be understanding the fact that they're going to have good days and bad days. Yep. And mm-hmm. some days you're going to, you know, just, you know, as, as Roland and Tal both mentioned, like, just be a friend for them, how they need you as best as you can and when they need you yeah. so i they, mean if they really need if they really need a different type of support you know i don't think necessarily bringing up the thing the, that's bringing them down yep. is a good is, idea so take their mind off well, like do his what you can. so like consider your friend's entire reality is different now he's witnessed someone die and I'm sure the only thing he wants at this point is to pretend like things are at least a little bit normal. Yeah, a little well, bit of normality. You, you right? really need to get back to some kind of sense of normalcy. So, like, like you need to know that to be able to know that the world still goes on. So that's de- and that helps with the morning as well as knowing that the world is still there, right? Um, but with the existential side of it, is try not to bring up anything heavy. Just. Keep things light. Go go over to his house. Play video yep. games. Play, like, like not even like you know. Dark Souls. Bad idea. Oh God, no, no. Play like <laughs> uh, Mario, play Pikmin, or some shit. Yeah, Pikmin, Mario. Watch My Little Pony together. Like, yeah. do what you have to, man. Like, just keep it light. Uh, you know, comedy. Try to stay away from dark comedy. You know, basically, just keep things away from death uh, and i honestly stuff. second like the watching children's cartoon shows that, that helped because, me a lot because at that point like it children's cartoon shows are so pure that well, and that's it doesn't thing, like, allow you the opportunity uh, wh- to think and dwell what was i watching i was watching uh what's that what's that one with like beast boy and martian girl in it uh, that's uh, Teen Titans. Yeah, yeah. Teen Titans. I so love I, Teen I, Titans. I watched Teen Titans, and even Teen Titans started to get too real for me. And Teen Titans <laughs> is relatively serious. Like, like I was watching it, and there were episodes where I'm like, no, and I had to skip the episode. I couldn't deal with it. Yep. Like, because, uh, like, like, and that's the thing is, like, 
a character died and i'm like and like the fucking heart starts pumping again and i'm like no and i had to change it so it's like just yeah just keep it light keep it off of you know anything that makes him think anything introspective because that's the last thing he's gonna want to be doing right now yeah no definitely and i think I think you just have to honestly just weather weather it through and just yep. you know be there the best you can. Yeah, and I think that's all they're looking for. Um, so uh, Jay goes on to say, "I'm sorry if that brought the mood down on the podcast. Not at all. I think it's very important. I think you're just looking for advice, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, whether it be uh, heavy, happy, or otherwise. I don't think it's I don't think it's ever a bad thing to ask for direction on anything. Um, and I think we could all agree that you know." Well, yeah. death is a very unfortunate part of life, yeah. and... but it but is still very much a part of life. So, yeah. um, and not dealing with things is yeah, is far worse. So it, it is just very unfortunate and that he has to deal with the existential panic as well as mourning the loss of a loved one. That's, the, the, and there, that's a pretty something heavy else to keep whammy. in mind is there's no getting over the death of a loved one. No. There's there's it's only just making it. You can better. only be less bothered by it as time moves on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, to change the topic to something not as depressing, have you guys ever worked in retail or in the hospitality industries, yes. restaurants slash hotels? If so, do you have any horror stories to share? Too uh, many to count. None that I remember, oddly enough. I, I had to fire a customer because he tried to return a remote control without a package or a receipt and then uh, got really mad and tipped over a display. And I had to call security and have him escorted from the building oh actually i was in second cup when we had to call the cops because somebody was freaking out because we were out of blueberry muffins oh yeah that was that was fun that seems aggressive that was at second cup yeah people get really weird otherwise like panhandlers in the uh in the shop like Mm. just uh, again while i was i wasn't even working i was just on my laptop doing uh, some 3D laptop model things. I, I was on my laptop doing like 3D modeling at the time, and this guy just starts walking around asking people for change. And I was like, "Dude, leave." <laughs> yeah, like that—that's a little rough. Um, and I mean, like, yeah, I, I'm sure I've got a good handful of yeah. awful, awful stories. I, I haven't seen like th- uh, that's the thing is I fortunately haven't dealt with any massive meltdowns in retail. <laughs> Just like uh, your typical rude people. Had a guy get super mad because he cut through his own cable line and was pissed off when we couldn't send somebody out for about three to four days. Oh. That was fun. That sounds like a him problem. Yeah, it was a him problem. It, it, <laughs> I was like, there's not even the slightest bit of blame you can place on us, dude. Like, Yeah. Yeah, not not at all. Like <laughs> we have to issue you a new line. You fucked your cable. Like you, you he dug through an underground line like. That guy is fucked. Yeah, welcome to this is why you call Alberta one call. Um or uh yeah. Or yeah, yeah. or anything, right? Yeah. Um and Jay goes on to say, Thank you for your time. Hope you guys are doing all right. And Tal, good luck with LG. Uh that crazy tropical bird, Jay Vent is signing out. Thank you, Jay. Sweet. For a very insightful email. So by now, I'm I should theoretically have a an I'm ep- pretty positive he said that yes. There's okay. a thing. Sweet. All right, we're going to go to car, and then I guess that'll just be the end of the episode, actually. Uh, so. We've got one more email. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the, we'll we still need to then. vet that one, so we're going to play Car, vet it, and then we'll be back. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Car, and tonight we get to talk about net neutrality all over again. Oh, joy. Uh, now, while right now the United States is actually going through their appeal process uh, regarding the whole FCC ending Title II and all that stuff that I talked about a few months ago, uh, and honestly, again, good luck to you guys. Uh, for our American listeners, of course, you can keep up on how that's all doing. Uh, I believe they're in the either public consultations phase or the appeals phase right now. Uh, but that's actually not what this one is about. Because, as I mentioned uh, a couple of months ago, when this whole thing was happening in the United States, of course, now that the United States has effectively, effectively been able to pull this off, uh, I did talk about how, once the precedent was set by the Americans, that other countries were going to try. I did not expect it was going to happen so soon in Canada. Now, what the fuck am I talking about, you're wondering? Well, uh, shortly after the FCC went and ended, ended Title II protection for the Internet, uh, we started having some discussions up here in Canada um, about anti-piracy. And uh, one company, Bell, uh, again, one of our massive telecom behemoths up here, uh, put forward what sounded like a very common sense proposal. Um, of course, in the media world, uh, piracy has been a problem basically as long as the internet has been around, uh, from everything from, of course, you know, Pirate Bay to Napster to LimeWire to everything in between. Now, of course, legitimately, and I've said this before, is, you know, the people who do such hard work on all these productions, all these movies, all these TV shows, everything like that, they deserve to be paid. Musicians deserve to be paid, right? Again, everybody deserves to be paid for the work they do. So when you go and put forward an idea of, hey, let's do a thing to make it harder for pirates, of course, a lot of common sense people are immediately going to get behind this. Because here's the thing. If we're going to be introducing net neutrality in Canada, there's no way in fucking hell that it's ever going to fly by pitching to the Canadian people. We want to end net neutrality because we want to be able to increase uh, the profits and the gains uh, and the competition of all the telecom companies in Canada. Because every Canadian knows that our telecom companies already fuck us coming and going. They bend us over, plow us over, and then have the gall to ask for seconds. And that's all, all of them. Uh, because for those of you who are not in Canada and are not aware of the particular climate that we have for our uh, telecommunications industry, it's essentially ruled by the big three. Uh, Rogers, Bell, and TELUS basically have chopped up the country between them, uh, or in the areas where they do operate completely uh, together, is all of their plans are all going to be similar within a few dollars of one another. You know, they'll occasionally hold on to their loyalty plans to keep their existing customers to them. But, you know, anytime that any of the carriers increases their prices, you know, instead of doing what you would expect in a competitive environment and the other companies keeping their prices low to entice others to come to them, they all just hike their prices with the first guy. Every time. Time and time again. And that's just for cell phones. Never mind the fact that, like I said, is you know, basically uh, for TV or for internet, only one of the big three will operate in any particular area. They've been spending all their time over the years buying up uh, government-owned uh, telecom like SaskTel or uh, Alberta Telephone Services uh, or that used to be out here, which is not anymore. Uh, you've got things like uh, Manitoba 
uh, telecom services that have been bought out by Bell. They're being promised that prices will not go up, and then prices went up. But I'm getting a little bit roundabout. The point is, is that you can't just pitch it as a competition idea or as a, you know, free market idea here in in Canada, because us Canadians just don't buy that shit. We just don't. We don't care as much for the almighty dollar up here. We just, just kind of our thing. We like Moose and Tim Hortons. So you have to do it another way. Now, us Canadians are all law-abiding citizens who really do respect the rule of law and good and sensible government. And so when you tell somebody, yeah, we are going to help cut down on piracy, uh, a lot more people are going to be able to get behind that. And so this idea that got pitched by uh, Asian television services, uh, Bell, and an entire conglomeration of a whole bunch of other telecoms, again, TELUS and Bell and even the CBC included, is we are going to be able to put out this blacklist of known piracy websites that we're going to uh, block from being able to be accessed from any Canadian IP address. Now, again, on the surface, that sounds sensible enough, if annoying, if you happen to be one of the ones who partakes in uh, discount telecom services, we'll call it. Um, And then you actually realize and look a little bit more into what this proposal was. Because what this proposal is, from this organization, which is actually called itself Fair Play Canada, again, a nice law-abiding, solid, honest term, uh, is basically they would go to the CRTC, say, hey, this website's full of pirates. And then the CRTC would go, well, darn shucks, it sure is. Let's go shut that fucker down. And then that website would no longer be accessible to any Canadian IP address. That's it. That's the whole process. And so, of course, the problem is, is that, you know, these organizations decide, well, gee, we really don't like this website because it's spreading all of this uh, stuff about how, you know, there's collusion between all the telecoms in Canada. We should go tell the CRTC there's pirates there. Uh, And so, of course, they would do that and that website would be shut down. Now, the proposal for this thing is saying that there would be a process with judicial oversight to disallow any sort of abuse of the system. To which I say, <laughs> please tell me more. So, again, the first part of it is, is that, well, it's the CRTC that would actually be adding this website to the band list. And then, of course, any of these websites on this band list would be, by law, have to be blocked in Canada. Now, the problem is, again, is that the CRTC is a political body who, by the way, the board of which is stuck full of telecom lobbyists and whatnot. So you can imagine how much oversight there is or common interest there is between the telecom companies and that board, despite it being a government agency. And then, of course, the other half is the appeals process they claim is there, which, again, in the plan, there is. The whole idea being that if your website suddenly gets put on the dirty, filthy Tortuga list, is that you can then appeal to the courts to say, well, no, I don't have a piracy website. I have a blog about kittens and how Bell is evil. Uh, And then, of course, the courts would be able to go through and say, oh, yeah, that's weird. It is just a blog about kittens and how Bell is evil. Okay, yeah, we'll take it off the list. But the problem is, is that that can only happen after you've been blocked. So just one morning, you'll get up to go and add more pictures of your kittens uh, pooping on a Bell thing in their litter box or something, and... Well, suddenly your website's blocked. What the fuck is going on here? And then, of course, now you find out that you're on the blacklist. And now you have to go through all the rigmarole of actually 
well, getting a hold of the courts and getting yourself unblocked. And in terms of how complicated that process actually would be, and again, how much somebody wouldn't be going over there going, I don't know, this picture or, or that litter box in that picture of Belle getting pooped on by your kitten, that looks awfully pirate-like. Hmm, are you sure this isn't a piracy website? Um, so, again, I take some fucking issue with this whole system. Because, again, all it needs to do is that someone accidentally hits a button and oops suddenly this website going on about uh you know the conservative platform is accidentally been blocked oh that's weird oh that's odd this ndp blog has accidentally been put on this what the what is keeping happening here why is all the green website not working right oh why is the liberal party's website not working properly you see my point right it is real easy to accidentally put something on a blacklist like that uh and again the process for it is complex uh as anything going through the courts is because you know i somehow doubt that the appeals process is going to be a sort of next day thing for this thing um again especially if some eager interns at the crtc start getting overly eager about it as interns do because you know when you're not paid for your anyway i'm getting ahead of myself so what the fuck can you do about it uh, well, right now, this entire process is in its pub public consultation phase because, of course, the CRTC, being a government agency, is kind of a, obliged to do this sort of thing. Now, of course, that doesn't mean they've made it easy. So right now, the website and the public proceedings for this thing is kind of ridiculous, but it's buried right now on the CRTC website. Now, you can also find links for this around um, organizations like uh, Open Media, uh, and some of us also have uh, put out petitions regarding their concern for this, so you can also find it through that. But the direct link is the CRTC website. So it's the services.crtc.gc.ca. Uh, and then if you search for the public proceedings section, uh, you kind of have to, again, dig for it. But it is a uh, publicly posted uh, thing on their consultations website so that you can give your opinion for it. Uh, if you scroll down a little bit, and there is a section there. The original proposal was put up on the 30th of January, 2018. So if you go sort by date, you can find it there. Again, they have not made this easy to find. And the reason for that being that, I'm, again, it's kind of like you want this thing to go through. So honestly, it's probably easier to find it through organizations like Open Media or whatnot. But you can always, again, go to the, uh, the CRTC website directly. Um, this is being also covered by other news agencies like uh, CTV. Uh, global cbc and again links are being provided in those stories but like i said they've really buried this thing so if you're a canadian and listening give your opinion on how basically bullshit this whole thing is please uh we've also posted uh links to the stories on our telegram chat uh for the the, the discussion one so again you can absolutely go through that because again Canada was not one of the first nations I was expecting to have a net neutrality issue right after the United States, and I would really prefer that we didn't. But that's all for me for today. As always, if you have any questions, comments, etc., us at unfurled.net, or again, you can join our Telegram channels and join the discussions there throughout the week. My name is Carr. Enjoy the rest of Unfurled. Welcome to the rest of Unfurled. Good night, everyone. Dick penis. Wait. Yes, those penises are typically made of dicks. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah. 
that whole uh accidentally blocking things isn't even my own primary issue with the whole fair play thing my problem with it and the thing is people are going to call this a logical fallacy but it is a slippery slope because when we start blocking pirate websites uh, next we're going to start blocking offensive websites yeah it's... and then we're going to start blocking dissenting websites seems like the beginning of the we're end. we're already on this road to yeah. like well, you know complete internet neutrality so, well and so here's the thing about slippery slope arguments and that is that slippery slope arguments are only fallacies when there is no logical path between the beginning and the end of your slippery slope argument. And when we've, it's not an we've seen this story comparison. before. Yeah. It happens all the time. Right? You know, I mean, like... It's, it's happening in China. Yeah. It, it, that that it, is a very extreme example of what this bill is. Yeah, like, you know, so slippery slope arguments are actually valid arguments, uh, assuming that the, you know, the, the logic follows from point to point and there is an actual path of progression. Um, and that's the thing is when we start blocking some websites, right? Because, like, here's the thing is they want to block privacy, piracy websites. You know what they haven't said anything about? Terrorist websites. Or any other number of illegal yeah. websites yeah. that yeah, like do exist. So then, yeah, so then, what's going to happen is that the Canadian government is going to go like, "Well, we're blocking this illegal type of website. You know, how come we're not blocking mm. this illegal website? Yeah. Right? It's just going to escalate, and then it's going to turn into whatever we decide you're allowed to show. And then, like, this is how the internet." turns into this is how you cut people off from the outside world well th this, this is how this, it becomes the unturned more specifically this is how the internet turns into broadcast television mm. right this is how the internet turns into radio this happened to radio this happened right radio is just a bunch of people doing shit at one point and then you started people were like oh well now there's laws and you know you have to get a license and then now, well, you can't say certain things. And you have to follow these things. And then now only like these specific stations can do this. And you can't swear. You can't talk about this. You can't talk about that, you know, and all of this other shit. It, uh, it could. It has the potential to be very, uh, very, very. And then suddenly well, now. And then it, it does this include websites talking about piracy well, like, and, and like it becomes a whole like it becomes the youtube thing all over again yeah. so and that's, where you start enforcing things like that buzz, only tangentially have to do with what's going yeah. on and so here's the thing the uh the you know what what about youtube there's a lot of piracy on youtube i can go watch a pirated movie on youtube right now mm -hmm. i was watching it, the, the, the mistake these people well it, it's either a very like obvious mistake or just sheer ignorance because to try to enforce something such as piracy that's the thing is i on something as ubiquitous as the internet or ubiquitous 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 shut up um well th that's the thing is the 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 whole thing i i don't believe for a second that bell doesn't understand exactly what they're doing the bell is evil um evidently they know what they're doing and that, bell, bell that, is canadian comcast and that's what they want bell wants the internet not to be that's the all they that's all they've wanted for some time now yeah 
Uh, like, they, and they, it's been very obvious. Yeah, the entirety of Bell Media has wanted for a long time not to have the not to have to have their cable services um, uh, compete with internet services. They've wanted it forever. In fact, every major ISP, almost every major media company, badly wants the internet to turn into what cable media and radio television and major media is and right they've been, now. They've been as trying in, it for years yeah, already. As in heavily regulated <laughs> and owned by very few people. That's what they want. Because heavily regulated and owned by only a few people is very easy to control and very easy to monetize. Yeah. It's not easy to monetize the internet right now. They want this chaotic thing that is the internet to turn into this easily manageable thing that's run by just a couple companies. That's what they want. And they want Where to be the company that runs it. Where you're be sponsored by Coca-Cola and like... Well, exactly. You'll pay 30 bucks a month extra For just to access Amazon.com. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's easy to monetize. It's easy to control, right? You, you can't have people spreading around these dangerous ideas about... You know, how Shaw should have fair pricing or how Bell can eat a dick in general, even if they had fair pricing, because fuck Bell. <laughs> um, oh. Like, you, you know, the, that's what they want. They want the Internet to be like TV. Right. Well, and they mainly the, just they just want to they want to make more of a profit on it. And they just want to basically like piecemeal it into into like little bits so that it's. They can like, get rid of, so they can get rid of everything that basically allows people to have shit for free. And then once that's gone, then they can start charging you individually for different, yeah. for different services through the same service. It's sort of like, you know, for a fact that Nestle would get rid of potable water in cities if they could, right? It, like that, they would. Like you could only buy bottled, bottled water. water. Yeah, They would. They'd absolutely do it if they could get away with it. Luckily... People aren't going to let them get away with it. And so honestly, you and this, say. And this is another case of that where we just can't let them get away with it. Exactly. We cannot give them not even an inch. We can't give them a fucking millimeter. We can't give them a fucking, like... No, we we actually have to actively slap them back yeah. a few steps because they've already yeah. taken it too far. The thing is, you give these people a fucking plank width... They're going to take it, uh, fucking the 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 country. You give them a single Godwin particle, (laughs) and they will take over the world. Like, like it's they exactly like we. You can't give them a fucking inch. I don't know personally. I think Bell can eat a dick. I, if somebody wants to start this up and start a foundation to end Bell, I would literally donate paychecks to that shit. Paychecks. I donate tens of thousands of dollars to a foundation to end bell as a company that just i it's just so brutal that like it, you know what though like it, it's so weird that it's so weird that like people that are a part of that company trying to push this sort of idea and there's no doubt that many Bell employees, maybe even VPs, maybe even who knows, more than likely have pirated or watched something free that they shouldn't have at one point 
And it's funny that they're willing to push this idea through, but I don't necessarily but, like I I think they know exactly what they're doing, but I don't think they captivate the gravity of what will happen once they do it. I think other than the monetary the is, I think idea. they do understand exactly. I, I think they've the thought gravity. about this very and, Carefully, I, I, and I think that that's why. I think they want that. Like they they came up with the worst possible idea in the world, in a way that benefits only them, and have now made it their mission to convince people it's a good idea. Yeah, it's probably, that's how that works, and that's how I've always seen it work. And it's yeah. just that it's just like I don't know, like it's so shitty that it's constantly a fight of. Literally everyone versus a couple corporations. Yeah, they can't yeah, just fucking that's... leave anyone alone. Yeah. No. Why would they? Like, it's just not... Like, the fact that this is a constant battle of telling them to fuck off. Yeah. They're that bully in school. Yeah, it's like Nobody we... liked and nobody did anything about, yeah. and the teacher thought was just so well, fucking great. And, and here's the thing. Here's another example of exactly where we've seen this kind of shit happen and escalate. Look at Europe. And the fact that they're fucking banning porn now, oh, unless they? you opt in. I'm not fucking kidding. All internet, everything in fucking Europe, porn is now opt in. So it is blocked by default. And okay. you as a subscriber have to call in to turn it on interesting i would just call in that's yeah. very strange you say but that that is weird but a 16 year old living with his parents probably couldn't i mean technically he's not supposed to anyway theoretically but you know what i mean like, yeah i mean I, I know what you mean but i'm having a hard time siding with you on this i i just feel well like i i really like this whole thing about the what Bell's doing and trying to blacklist these pirate sites. Well, the like, thing is, this is where that that leads. This is where once we start once we start blocking shit, once that begins, that's where it goes. Is now I have to call in, call in to get fur affinity, and then next thing you know, it's going to be oh, you have to turn on your Reddit, and then like it, yeah, like everything becomes starts become becoming blocked and yeah. yeah and and i agree that it's just a snowball effect that like once they start blocking certain stuff they're just going to find reasons to block other things and just basically become does an, that operate like a whitelist what or, do you mean uh like the the whole opt-in thing do you have to opt in for your specific websites or just is there like a porn filter they have it's on? a porn filter okay you call in and you ask them to turn it off so like that's the thing there's a there's a husband who's into porn and uh now <laughs> oh oh now we're getting crazy and, here well and now he has to explain to his wife why he wants to opt into porn even though it doesn't cost anything like that's the thing is it's just like it's just shit that doesn't need to be there that's all it's gonna do is cause people to not opt in and the thing is all that's going to mean is, hey, look, there's porn on the TV. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's all it is doing is it's adding a barrier that doesn't need to be there. And the reason they did it is because fucking guess what? 
think of the fucking children. That's why. That's why they did it. Yeah, but because you know these parents couldn't be fucking bothered to you know ha- buy a fucking router that blocks porn, right? Because th- those exist. My Netgear before I flashed it could do that. Like, I I can do that. I don't need a fucking router. <laughs> yeah, like it. You know. Oh, yeah. yeah, like there's plenty of monitoring programs and things that it will block websites that you don't need to go to the extremes of like, yeah. let's just get rid of it all. And then if you really want it, you can let us know. Basically what it is, is is legally mandating that I aid in raising your children, which fuck that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a it's a little bit it's a little bit world like Internet policey. Yeah, for sure. And like. I don't know, like sexual discovery is kind of a I I personally don't agree with like, the whole I just I, I don't even really think eighteen is like the appropriate age where people like where it's like, oh you can look at porn now, you've magically become capable of being able like, to I, look to at me, it like to me it's like the age at which you should be allowed to view sexually explicit material is when you start having those urges? Yeah, is when you start wanting that to seems use reasonable. sexual material. I was just about to say, and I, I'm pretty sure that, I don't know about, you know, everyone else, but I'm I'm almost more than positive that things that contribute to your sexual development is seeing that stuff. I mean, did any one of us at this table wait until we were 18 to watch porn? Lord, no. Oh, my God, no. Yeah, exactly. And and like, that's what I mean. I think that stuff But well, the unspoken rule of in... all of that was don't get caught. Well, but that's the thing is I don't even agree with that. Like, it, it's one of those things like, you know what? Yes, don't fuck children. Don't fuck underage kids. Don't do that. Wait till they're adults. Definitely. But the thing is, if you're a 14-year-old, and you're like, I'm starting to have these urges and stuff, and I want to see this kind of content. I mean, at that point, they already know what it is. They're already matured enough to know that they want it. Like, And it's nothing that, like, you know? It's, you know what? It may be more explicit on the internet, but, but the I is, mean, have you watched some, like, have you watched, you know, HBO shows and well, shit like that? And, like, it's not like the, they hide it. Well, like, and the other thing is, is seeing a boob isn't going to break your child. Like, yeah, you know, like, like alcohol, that makes sense because that can actually do damage to a developing brain. Marijuana, that makes sense. That can do damage to a developing brain. That can hurt them. Yeah. A boob or a vagina oh. isn't going to do that. The uh, an early overexposure to porn can give them erectile dysfunction. Okay. So there has actually been some contradictory studies on that. Uh, but like, like, and that's the thing is there, there is a concern legitimately. It it is, it has so far been proven looking at too much porn and dulling that reflex basically will give you a, you know, reversible erectile dysfunction, but it'll give it to you. Yeah. Well, and so that's, that is the part where raising your own child comes into play, right? I I, sit down and talk to them. Right about See, the effects. Of we could easily solve this problem by making computers back to the way they were in the early '90s, so that only the people who know how to use them are allowed to do so. <laughs> yeah, and I wish. And honestly, like, 
it's it's a little bit a little bit ridiculous to kind of input your own sort of your own sort of opinions on raising someone's kid you know what i mean like yeah uh, like the whole well and uh, we're gonna filter this stuff out because no 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 like it's, it's no different than like um i watched um pen and teller bullshit and they did the one on like violent video games and like one of the pieces one of the pieces on that was uh was the fact that it's like you know kids shouldn't be playing these games and it's like well there's a rating on it if their parents still take them see that rating and still decide that it's okay for their kid to play that game well that's the way it is like and, that, and, and all these parents are freaking out and it's like no 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 this it those games have a rating it tells you what's there and that it's suggested that somebody of a certain age plays like, it yeah, or the, experiences that just like movies just like tv shows well, yeah. see here's Everything. why like i'm not completely like, i have to be honest i'm not completely opposed to this like opt-in for porn thing because it's still optional there's nothing preventing you from getting it and it's, it's the only reasonable way to actually like confirm the identity of somebody over 18 well, to view me. that material. I already generally don't really agree with the whole you have to be over 18 to see porn. Okay, thing. but let, let's talk about what's legal. Well, and and even then, why? Why do why are why is it up to the, you know, not the police force to enforce that? Because it's very hard to enforce. I just in I just person feel... that sounds like uh, them problem. I don't, and not a thing that should be a me problem. I don't necessarily disagree with your point, Roland, and how, and how, like, yeah, I get it. It's, but like, why, it's, why isn't that that a legitimate gate? I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's completely unreasonable. But I also don't agree with the fact that it's, you're kind of on the, you're sort of like teetering on the precipice of like, sort of like. I don't know, getting into things like thought control and sort of yeah. bullshit There's, that really doesn't belong in it's, society. It's like your annoying micromanaging manager. Yeah, it doesn't and I don't think like, like on like a like a city or a global scale that it's necessarily like you know, like I, I'm of the opinion that like kids have very natural urges that they should be able to pursue like it's it's not fair sometimes to be like yeah that natural thing that's happening to you we say you can't do it because it makes us uncomfortable i i think yeah. the sad part is before before like and and i agree to that like you know things are different and but i mean back in the day you could probably get your hands on as a kid because you know if you weren't really able to get online or um, that wasn't really a thing yet. Then, I mean, you could always get your hands on like a dirty magazine or something oh, yeah, like kids that. Kids stole Playboy. Yeah, like and shit your all the time. your uncle's old porn collection. Yep, you're but, like, you know found it in your dad's closet one day. But Dude. nowadays, that's so that's such a rarity that people have physical like physical mature media in yep. that way. Like so, it's all online. But that's also not necessarily fair to tell people 
Here, here's like, the other I think, thing. I think you could opt out for it. Yeah. But opting in is, so, I think, is a different. And that's the thing. Yeah, that's, it, well, here's the other thing, too. You know what else it does? It lets the ISPs know exactly who's looking at porn. I think that's I don't also wanna, personal. I don't want to give the ISP that information. Right. And before that, they knew that I might be a person who looks at porn. But now I have to call and tell them, hey, yeah, I like to jerk it to freaky internet shit. Turn it on. Like, that's that's stupid. And, and the thing I mean, is, are, are you calling all of your call center agents and going, yes, I explicitly want to look at my midget porn. Could you turn that uh, on for me, please? If, if I lived in Europe and they forced me to do that, I absolutely would make it as uncomfortable as possible. I, okay, that's your prerogative. I would, I, I would like to mention that this is probably similar to the case that if you were staying in a hotel and you wanted to order a dirty movie, that rather doing it discreetly... Uh, through your, yeah. through yeah. your, like ordering through you your TV. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the I funny thing, yeah. I want to like, watch as, as a Grandma's call, Four, please. But like, here's the thing: like as a call center agent, I already knew who looked at porn and what kind of porn they looked at. It was easy as looking at their fucking pay per view. <laughs> like, like, and like I mentioned, I've told this story before. When I found what taste in porn my dad has, because I found the charges on my bill. Like, you don't have that secrecy anyway. Uh, well, you do with the internet. Uh, I doubt that. I Well, it depends on and how a, you roll on the H internet. The, the heuristics they have on your internet usage, probably fucking insane. Well, so, one, HTTPS <laughs> is, a good, is a good thing. It's pretty great. It encrypts your traffic and doesn't let them know specific URLs. They can only tell the major, the top-level domain. Of what you're looking at, um, I just so freakymidgetporn.com https blah 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 blah. Yeah, then, then they'd see the freakymidgetporn.com. But if you're just on XTube, and on top of that, <laughs> ISPs uh, at least in Canada, they only keep traffic logs for approximately a month, and even then, they don't keep like detailed logs. It's like uh, this IP, this traffic, this time, and that's about it. And the like, it's not attached to your account. And the only reason they do that is for law enforcement purposes, uh, so that they can track an if law enforcement calls in, they can track an IP. Like if it was going to a fucking child porn website or something. Yeah, yeah. which right. is which is which fair, is like fair enough sites and stuff like that. Um, but the thing is, like a call center agent, they don't have access to that information. In fact, the only people with access to that information can't access it unless the police call them kind of thing it's a subpoena thing yes yeah. but they do have that information and it, well and that's the other thing is it's only stored for something like uh two or three months well, that, before it's being purged yeah i mean like I, i'm curious what level that falls under because there's a lot of shit we had to keep for seven years well so the seven years thing that's finances that's financial stuff you have to keep that mm. for seven years okay but the, the, that stuff they only really keep it out of the goodness of their hearts in case the law enforcement calls, right? And even then, again, the logs aren't good. They're not great. And they're very incomplete. And so, they're barely incriminating. Yeah. So <laughs> Unplug and, your modem for 24 hours and see who can find you now. Yeah. Like. So, and they, they'll know your last, I think, three IP addresses. Uh, but, but that's the thing. It's like, like I said, the logs are very incomplete. 
and it's just kind of like a best effort, we'll give you what we can kind of situation. Now, if that happened in Canada, I have to call Shaw and be like, yeah, dude, turn on the porn. I want to jerk it to animal people. Well, th- they you don't have to say might, that, but I mean, don't. It's I wouldn't recommend something quite so incriminating. Uh, again, I would I would far prefer the opt out yeah. than the opt, opt out in. would be a good a better yeah. idea. And that's I, the thing I is, I think it'd be more a little more acceptable. I shouldn't have to wait on a fucking phone queue for an hour and a half because someone else can't parent their child properly. Like that is an inconvenience I shouldn't have to suffer on behalf of someone else's des- desire to do less parenting. On on the on the other hand is if it was like a login to your online account and like flick a switch discreetly kind of thing, I wouldn't necessarily be as opposed to that. But having it to- still presents the same issue that Tal's yeah, mentioned. Now, now I have to tell them that I want the porn. It, it very much so, and it, like it, it doesn't make it much better. It really shouldn't be an and issue in the first that, place. That but... checkbox is still like another three years of R and D, yeah, and then another two years of implementation, <laughs> and then another two years of working with the bugs. Yeah, like okay. fuck that, the that, regulations. See, that's Canadian ISP how... speeds. This is European, so there's even more democracy. And, and could you or, honestly uh, just refer to rather. any internet like and, fucking snails pace? Well, yeah. and could you honestly like consider? Could you honestly consider something like that and then having to phone for troubleshooting because the filter isn't working correctly and is now blocking websites yep. that you would like to go to? And, and not, not to mention, there was already issues with things, and this happens all the time, um, and it's a well, known then, problem with things like LGBT support websites getting blocked. Right. Yeah, just because they happen to be yeah, exactly. just like buzzwords and shit like that, and terms and like just any like any even remotely related. I'm, content. I'm gonna see if I can find the name of it because there's an actual name for that problem. Um, uh, well, that's all the time. And, I have. <laughs> you know, it just it's not even the practical way of doing it no. to to have to turn your porn filter off yeah that's what i mean like because then you have to apply the filter to fucking like 30 million people at the same time that's what i mean like if you how does that make sense and i mean if you were off like they're gonna get a lot fewer calls for people wanting to turn their porn filters off than they are to turn them on oh yeah it's gonna be like pandemonium in that way i think it would be much better to keep it au natural and then it'd be like if you want this yeah. blocked let let's, us know let the prudes call in yeah. if they want to block their fucking porn i think that's way better and way more efficient because it... or the parents i mean whatever the fuck you want to do <laughs> but like yeah it's, it's just not even practical no not at all I've, not even kind of like ah. it, I, I i'm thinking about what kind of a change that would be so... and it's terrifying oh it's so ridiculous. it's called uh the scunthorpe problem is the problem well, that really rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Well, it's named after a town, uh, and the thing is, it's it got the name because the town is spelled S C U N T H O R P E. So that C U N T actually caused a problem for the town 
with the town's sights and name causing traffic to get blocked. Yes. Uh, and it became known as the Scunthorpe problem. Um, mm. And basically the whole thing is that... Like Can't blocking... we just call it the Cunthorpe problem? <laughs> Scunthorpe. Or the Cunthorpe? Yeah. Scunthorpe. Uh, <laughs> but, but that's the thing is the whole thing is about like blocking quote-unquote offensive websites, right? There's well, a million and one ways to word things that wouldn't be offensive. And that's always been the problem. Yeah. Like, it, even with profanity filters. Yep. Yeah, big time. Like, yeah. people well, trying to block uh, fucking swear words, and they block yeah. words like assumption. Yeah, or shiitake. Yeah. Yeah. Like something. take. Right? Like, and, you know, th there's no there's no way to avoid that. Yep. Which is why this whole thing is bullshit. And also why the bell thing is bullshit, because that's what's also going to end up happening, is there will be someone, like, talking about piracy and, whoops, your, fla your fucking website's flagged. Yeah, it's it's going to be... Oh, we, we would be immediately blacklisted. Oh, yep. definitely. Like, 100%. Anyway, I think We've we been should, on this for yeah. a while. Yeah, we, it's we, getting late, We should I think call it a night. Bitches are going to bed. Oh, I yeah. Think, there was that uh, MP3 email. It was just an old clip from an old episode of ours. Uh, I had a chuckle, but anyway, it was a good time. Thanks. We'd for like to thank our in. listeners. If you're watching us on YouTube, be thank sure you, to hit that you, subscribe you, button, you, uh, hit the like button, leave a comment, all that. Uh, we'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. Uh, we love all of you. Uh, thank you very much to all it's of true. our patrons. Uh, you know, yes, we, thank you very we love much. you very much. Uh, you help us out a lot. Uh, big thanks to Omari and Scream Fox for the logo and music, respectively. Thank if you have any comments, questions, criticisms, you can reach us at us at unfurled.net. Uh, again, that's us at unfurled.net, or just go to the URL unfurled.net in your old browser, and you can find our website where there's a contact form uh, available and also links to our Twitter and Telegram and YouTube and iTunes and all that kind of shit. All that wonderful stuff. And don't forget to give us your basic attention tokens. Yes. Yeah, we are apparently signed up for that now. Uh, I don't know how to do it. Uh, you'd have to ask Vox about that. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you and have a good night. Bye-bye, everyone. And on that, as usual, we love you. We'll miss you. And don't let them take the internet away. Please. Please.